Welcome to the A Show and Cost Mass Show for May 31st, 2018. How are you? And this weekend, this is a show where I talk about random stuff that happens around the country, around the world, or just my life in general. So, how has your Memorial Day weekend been? Good? Bad? Ugly? Great? Did you get stuffed? Did you did you memorialize the veterans that you know or you don't know? You know, that's the main purpose of the holiday. I don't know how many people realize it, although, you know, it's the unofficial kickoff to the summer, although the summer is still like three weeks away. But anyways... How has it been? Hope you had a really good weekend, at least for the Americans. And then I uh, hope the Canadians back home, you know, had a really good Victoria Day weekend and then enjoying the spring slash early summer weather a little bit. Uh, for me, I, I just started driving the last four days on en route to Detroit area just outside. Um, so this is the day four out of the six days that I'm driving across the country from Seattle, Bellevue to just outside of Detroit, Royal Oak, Michigan, to be exact. Uh, I'm I'm really tired as hell right now. I I did the most drive today, uh, at least time wise, seven hours and forty minutes. It was seven and a half hours on Sunday. So I'm right now in Richfield, Minnesota, just outside of Minneapolis slash St. Paul. Uh, so this is the second last stop before I get to Michigan tomorrow. I'm just gonna be outside of Chicago, north of Chicago, in Wheeling, Illinois. To be exact, uh, I didn't pick Chicago because I don't want to drive through the traffic and, you know, deal with the toll road and all that stuff. So I said, fuck it, I'll just stop just outside. It's close enough. It's like a half an hour difference anyway, right? So anyways, I'm really tired. I just came back from the Twins game. I didn't see the end of the Twins game, I'll be honest. Uh, I, you know, being, after being stuck in the car for like almost eight hours, I said, I got to get the fuck out. And then um, I wanted to check out the downtown Minneapolis and then the new stadium, the Target Field and all that and then uh you know if the, the weather was, weather here is kind of chilly right now it's like 50 degrees and then it's pretty windy up in the upper section i got the ticket pretty cheap for like 10 bucks because nobody goes to the twins games they're pretty garbage so, uh, but um after about four and a half innings i said fuck it i'm done i can't i can't deal with this weather and then the the baseball game was, was pretty atrocious to watch so i said fuck it i'm leaving but um i i realized i was talking to the lift drivers about this you know, like I, I was walking through parts of around the the uh, stadium. It's it's pretty shady, I must say. I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't fear for my life or anything. I'm just like, what the hell is like? This is just like just another metropolis, another like metropolitan area where people have like homeless and like, what you call it, heroin problems are shooting up. You see the syringes here and there, and I'm like, man, every every American town, at least the big cities, are the same, and the, the suburbs, which I've conjectured previously since last year when I was like going to all the suburbs and all that stuff. So, anyways, um, so the drives in drives been interesting, I must say. So I did three and a half hours, uh, seven and a half hours, and then yesterday five hours or five and a half hours got through. Mount Rushmore and Deadwood, and then today, 7 hours and 40 minutes to be exact, so this has been the longest day that I'm going through different two different time zones too, so you're losing an hour each way, uh, so man, it, it, it is, it's, it's pretty good, um, I thought I was going to spend probably like 13 and a half hours driving Saturday and Sunday in total, but it ended up being only about 11 hours or so. Uh, which I didn't know. So like Saturday, for example, when I was going from Seattle to Spokane, I thought it was going to be five hours, but it ended up being three and a half or yeah, three and a half to be exact. I left at 530. I got to the hotel about just after nine o'clock at night. 
So I was like, "What the hell? Wait, what the hell? Were you speeding, BK?" Eh, no, within the within the legal degree, I I just kept up with the traffic. That's what I did. And then the, I saw two two cars that were ahead of me weaving in and out uh, through the cascade in the mountains through the uh, Snoqualmie Pass. Uh, they got caught <laughs> by the state trooper on the long weekend, which I found interesting. There was a one Civic that was like weaving in and out early on, about an hour in, and then there was another white Acura. I think there was like a Persian family in there. From what I could see, that guy was like pretty speeding. And then I kept it in the limit, like 70, if it's 70 miles, 75, you know, that kind of stuff. And got out of the way. And then that car got caught. And then I, I almost wanted to indicate to him before he got caught. I was like, dude, slow down. You know, like stop weaving in and out. You're going to get caught. And then, But then, eh, you know, he just got caught. And then he doesn't know how it works. But um, I don't know. Police, I When I saw the state troopers, I just like slow down or like get over and then um, I think the state troopers also realized when they looked, I mean, when they just look at my car, if, I, if it were just me in there, <laughs> you know, it is just me in there, human-wise, but then they saw all my, sh- like, shit in there, like, 12% of my life with my <laughs> pillow, all the liquid, uh, because the movers could are not allowed to transport the open bottles, like, the detergent and stuff, you know, so they're like, oh, this guy's moving, so let's not give him a hard time, and he's obeying the speed limit, so I think they just let me go, and then, uh, when I got to Montana, my dad told me when he drove through Montana, when he tried to get to Banff, uh, he, he said the speed was, like, unlimited during the day, which I didn't believe, like, an Autobahn or something, I looked up before I traveled, and it turns out from 1995 to 1999, Montana had a law, state law, where they said there's no, like, a numeric speed value during the day when the sun's up, but only at night, it's going to be 80 miles an hour. Then they changed it back to have it to be 80 miles an hour. Now, Montana, I'll be honest, <laughs> it only took seven and a half hours instead of, uh, what was it, eight, hour, eight and a half hours I was projecting because I... I maxed out of my car. <laughs> I did. It was like, was it shaking and stuff? No, no, no. It didn't get to that level. But then the, my car is pretty new. It was like 2016. So when it gets to the 4,000 RPM at the maximum gear, it just doesn't go. It doesn't go. So it, I, I, I topped at whatever speed it was limited. So I'm kind of curious. I want to go ask the dealership. It's like, hey, did the computer limit this thing? I mean, if I want to go over, which is dangerous, I'll be honest, you know, like, I could probably I could I could mod the car, you know that kind of stuff. But overclock it, I don't know. But you know I I I maxed it out a few times and then I said this is boring, this is stupid. So I just like kept it at probably like eighty four miles an hour. And then uh, I it turns out the the fuel efficiency on my car is pretty good. It's better than the CRV that's from like two thousand ten. So I was pretty impressed. I think I can do like six hundred mile on one tank if I go slow like sixty five miles an hour, cruise control. And then um. Yeah, the drive was pretty fast, and then it was good, and then um, Montana is not that boring to drive. It's not like uh, Nebraska or something. It's just flat land, and you just go straight continuously out of boredom. But, um, you know, you do have a, a lot of mountainous area, so you kind of go weaving in and out and stuff, so it's not that bad. But South Dakota, I'll be honest, it felt like Iowa plus Nebraska all combined with more green with a flat road like today today's seven and a half hour drive i, I gotta say it's worse but um anyways i don't want to bore you with all the driving and then how to keep yourself occupied with it i just like loaded up with a all, whole bunch of podcasts not mine um but other stuff that i haven't heard in a long long time so i just like yeah. and then somebody told me uh that uh, i should get an audiobook on the long road trip so i said 
podcast is an alternative to an audiobook, you know, 10 years later. So I was like, all right, it's pretty good. So um, I've been pretty good. I feel good mentally. And then um, diet, I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, like I should probably eat more carbs, eat eggs, you know, eat some fat. So I have the energy. And then I realized today I didn't have a coffee in the afternoon. I always have a coffee in the morning, like a cold brew or Americano or something. And then afternoon section, I do like decaf, you know, and then it helped. But today I really couldn't find the coffee place. It's all McDonald's and I don't want to stop at McDonald's for coffee. So I didn't caffeinate in the afternoon portion, and I think it affected me even now. Like I'm really groggy and tired, so I'm probably gonna hit the bed pretty soon, um, which is what I've been doing for four nights. I just like crash the bed. I'm like I'm tired, you know. I didn't go out and go wild or go drinking and stuff. I did enough of that as a goodbye dinner and then the parties and all that. So whatever. Uh, what I wanted to mainly talk about today is uh, you know. As the title may suggest, how to detect racism, which is a fun experiment I've been doing, you know, as I drive through from Seattle to Detroit. So I'm going through state of Washington, parts of Idaho, Montana, a little bit of Wyoming, which I didn't know, uh, and South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Michigan. Um, so, so I said this is this is the unofficial road trip through the Trump land or the from the gore bush election it was a dumb pakistan or whatever no no that wasn't gore bush that was bush carry election in 2004 and then um i wanted to i i didn't realize this until i started uh filling up my gas and buying some stuff at the gas station in like wallace idaho i realized like hey make an eye contact with me and then this is how the experiment began and i said how do i tell that i'm i'm being racially profiled or like i'm getting i'm experiencing racism especially from Caucasian people. Well, there are only white people in between, so here's a list. So in in case of Wallace, Idaho, where I got my first gas out of on Sunday, <laughs> I I walked into the gas station and I needed the uh what is it, the windshield fluid, the washer fluid, and then I bought it and then the, the lady didn't make an eye contact with me and I was like, What the fuck? What the fuck? And then I, 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 I've been working on because I'm so ADD. Like I gotta, I gotta make an eye contact with people because otherwise I get like d- disarrayed and then like look at other things around. But like I try to make eye contact and she doesn't. And it's like she's like, all right, thank you. And then like that's it. And I'm like, great. And then got to the, and then I was like, is this how it's gonna be from Idaho on through Wyoming and like Montana and stuff? Actually, I had a pretty good time in Montana. Montana people are cool. So all out of all the states, I'll get it out of the way right now. Montana is a cool state to stay. And then I get to Billings Hotel, Montana Hotel, and then uh, you know the lady is pretty nice. I I realize like the demographics affect this too. It's not just all Caucasian or white people. It just older people that are generally like in that trenches and then like make america great again you know that mindset a little bit which i understand i'm not surprised you know but um (laughs) so one thing first thing how you how you know that you're being you're getting racially what is it distracted here is no eye contact number one i think it's like that you're not worthy of making an eye contact if you're already ugly and fat and don't make eye contact, that might be a self-confidence thing. So I would understand. But generally, I just try to say, hi, all right, thank you, and then smile. You know, it's something new I'm trying before I would be pretty robotic about it. It's like, yeah, thanks, whatever. But then, then I just ignore and walk away. But this time I said, oh, who gives a shit? Let's see how this goes. So, you know, that's how, that's how the whole thing kind of started. So eye contact is a main thing. And then the other one 
I noticed today in South Dakota was <laughs> rude physical contact out of nowhere. So what happened today in lunch? Uh, I was at Culver's in Mitchell, South Dakota. I don't know what the Culver's was until I came here, which is kind of like a Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. McDonald's burger place, American restaurant. But uh, what what happened was that I I got to the I ordered my dish, and then the young lady in the front desk was pretty pretty nice. She made an eye contact, and then she said, "Thank you, whatever." You know the generic customer service. I said, "All right, I'm not getting profiled here." But then when I was about to get my drink from the fountain drink, and then the ketchup. I felt this little nudge on my leg, on my thigh, and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" And then it turns out the older lady who works there decides to go shove whatever garbage out underneath the drawer, which I didn't know was there. And then, without even saying "excuse me" or any of that, I just got pushed over. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Shit!" But then, like, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So that that's a that's a second gesture. Of a racial profile, like I say, no eye contact, random shoving without saying "excuse me," none of that.、Uh, the other one is holding the door or not holding the door. Actually, a couple people were pretty nice about holding the door, and I was like, "Oh, dang!" I was like, "You're not as bad. All not all the South Dakotans are bad, or like pretty, pretty, you know, straight customer service. You know, like in the in like in what was it in that other hotel in the Western South Dakota that I was at? Oh,、uh, Rapid City, the home of Tommy Loren." You know, like people are holding door nice, and then trying to open a conversation. One one dude came out and said howdy, and I was like howdy. I was like, this is in South. What the hell is this? But I was like, ah,、oh, that's pretty impressive. So, <laughs> you know, everybody. In, I think he's a dude from Texas or something. So, but at least they have a greeting or something. So, that was the third thing I observed. Like try to you know hold a small conversation or something. I gotta get my dog out of the room. It's keep barking. You know that kind of stuff. And I'll be like, you know. I didn't start the com. I started the conversation. That 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 kind of answer came out when I was like outside getting my stuff in the hotel. I was coming back in. I saw this lady just like waiting outside her room, and I was like locked out. And then she's like, "Oh, my dog isn't there." And then how that conversation started. Like at least they're willing to hold a conversation with you. That's pretty good. So that was the fourth thing I noticed. Well, five. So let's recap here. How do you detect racism? One, eye contact. Two, random physical shove or whatever nudge. Three, holding the door. Four, general customer service experience. Five, random conversation with random people. You know the random greeting. Let's say so. Those are the five main behaviors that I notice to tell where whether the person is overtly racist or not. And then I was like, all right, that's what I learned over this trip. And I must be, and I might be tripping up here, here and there too. But I was like, what the hell. So there was that, and then、uh, one town that I got to that I was looking forward to that I was really surprised by、uh, was Deadwood, South Dakota. Now, if you know the show Deadwood, yes, this is where that show took place. Seth Bullock, and then all those Western cowboys and Indians, that stuff, you know, happened there. So I got it. It's a very small town, and it's about half an hour from、uh, Mount Rushmore. And then I got here, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" And then. 
it's it's a biker town. It's a goddamn biker town, and then it has like a slot machine everywhere, which is ridiculous too. And I was very surprised that only people that visit Deadwood are like white people. I saw a couple of Chinese tourists, but I'm like, do you know the show Deadwood? Do they even show that in China? I knew that show because I'm a huge Deadwood fan. But I was like, wow, this is a Deadwood. And then like, I was just walking around. There was only one Starbucks, so I got my decaf to caffeinate myself to for the afternoon drive here because I got around here during lunchtime. But then. I really couldn't find the place to eat because everything was a casino gambling place, and then the bikers pit, like in the sands of anarchy, that kind of stuff. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then, <laughs> and then the people there kind of, I guess, like a little bit cold to the local folks. But then again, it's a tourist town, so I don't know why they're not making an effort to get money from me. Like, hey, come check out the tour of the Deadwood, the trolley tour, or some shit. Wow, you don't want my money because you you don't want to touch the. You don't want to touch the money that's touched by a non-white person. Is that what the fuck's going on? Anyways, I'm I'm just overhating here, but I thought it was interesting through Deadwood. But I got to see it. Got some really cool photos of the whatever the Seth Bullock days. By the way, Seth Bullock is Canadian. He was born in like Scarborough or something back in the 1800s, which people don't realize. And then he settled during the uh, expansion of the Dakota Territory times. And I was like, yeah, some some people I must say in Dakota still are like. <laughs> in the territory times or something jesus like do you still not realize that you're you're a state you're living in a state not a territory you know that was a kind of thinking that i had in my head and then uh i saw a lot of abortion is a death and all that sign too i think on i-90 exit 283 in south dakota there was a sign that i saw this afternoon it said abortion a choice that kills and then it was right above the cemetery. And I was like, what the fuck is the point here? I don't understand these people with the abortion again. And I'm like, yes, I understand why some people might find it bad and all that stuff. Yes, conceptually, it's pretty bad. I understand where people come from. It's like, it's not a choice you want to make just because, you know. But I'm like, you put that above the cemetery? Like, what are you trying to prove? Like, yes, like abortion is death. That's the emphasis of the thing. But I'm like... But all the people that died on that cemetery are you are, are those all are those aren't the embryos that died is this a cemetery for that or whoever wrote this on how many how many raw eggs did this person drop you know to feel the guilt to put this over the cemetery or something right i'm like what the fuck how many how many raw eggs did you out of the dozen egg did you drop every day to realize that like yes it's a abortion is a choice that just kills like you're dropping a goddamn egg on the floor because you don't know how to hold a goddamn egg but anyways i I thought that was interesting so uh yeah and then i was mostly on i speaking of i-90 i was on that i-90 from seattle bellevue on so if you don't know that the interstate highway 90 goes all the way from seattle to boston if you stay on it and then i was on that thing for four days straight and then i was finally off of it today coming up to minneapolis taking a little bit of a detour because i want to get the twin cities mug and then i got to see the minnesota twins today nice field target field very nice very nice but team's awful team's got them awful so i couldn't watch it and then it's pretty chilly over here right now it's like 50 degrees i couldn't couldn't stand it and then i like i had to leave and i'm like fuck this it's not worth sitting through this i only paid 10 bucks and i i left but uh anyways uh i leave it there hope you Hope you had a really good weekend, and then, uh, you know what, racism, racism, it still lives, (laughs) but it's not as bad as I thought, like, you know, Montana's pretty cool, oh, the story of Montana, what happened, um, I was at a rest stop in this place called Bosman, and, um, 
I I ran to the toilet because I had to pee, you know, being on the road for five hours on Sunday. And then I said, and then I saw a phone that just left on the uh, right above the toilet paper. And I was like, what the fuck? Got out and then try to find, you know, find every guy because it was a men's room after all. You know, ask them, excuse me, is this your phone? Is this your phone? And then I grabbed another guy. And then another guy asked everyone around if it was their phone or if their husband or boyfriend or son left their phones. Nope, nope, nope. So this guy is long gone. And then the the other guy tried to help me out. I said, hey, thanks for checking for me. But then he left. He had to go about his way. I wasn't in such a rush. I was really ahead of the schedule. So, um, you know, because I was driving kind of fast in Montana. So I, what I decided to do was, and then I found another family. You know, I brought the phone out and I left it on the counter. And then the other two ladies came out and then said, hey, is this my phone? And I was like, no, I left it there because I couldn't find the owner of the phone. And there's no lost and found. And it's a long weekend. So the office is closed for the rest stop. What I ended up doing was I was going to leave a sign, but instead... I realized, like, hey, wait a minute, this phone is unlocked. I I accidentally turned it on, the screen on, and then I unlocked it. And then I said, well, what if I call the last guy this guy talked to? He must have talked to somebody. So I called the number, and then his friend picked up, and then the friend called the dude's wife. And then the dude's wife picked up, and he called back and said, hey, uh, they're, they're in Livingston, uh, Montana, which is about 25 minutes down from the rest stop in Bosman. Uh, but I said... Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm taking my break anyway, so whatever. Take your time. So I waited, and then the wife called and said, Hey, uh, we're going to be over there. Sorry, we're turning around. I said, Don't worry about it. Don't rush. And they're like, Oh, my God, I don't know how to repay you. We only got Coors Light. And I'm like, I got about 15 hours left on this road. I cannot take a risk getting pulled by state trooper <laughs> with a Coors Light in the front seat or anything. I said, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So... And there was another, that other family I talked about. Uh, they stopped by too, and then um, and then uh, we were waiting for a little bit. But that other family left. That you know, the family that asked me if the phone was mine. And then uh, the the guy finally came. He was wearing the Edmonton Oilers hat. And I was like, oh, "Are you an Oilers fan?" He's like, "Yes, sir." And then I was like, oh, "I'm a Leafs fan." God dang. And then um, I gave the phone, and then uh, he was very happy. And then I was like, "God dang, I." I I wasn't an asshole for one day today. So I went about my way. And then I stopped for a gas in the Big Timber, Montana. Just passed it, I think. And then uh, we stopped. And then this lady yells, hey, you got a very nice car. And then I saw it. And it was the dude and then the wife, his truck. And then um, they're stopping by Billings for a wedding. You know, dropping off a horse. Such a prairie story. Dropping off a horse and going to a wedding. And it's like Sunday evening wedding on a long weekend. I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. 7.30 wedding. I was like, wow. And then we just had a conversation. And then the other family that was waiting with us, uh, waiting with me earlier, was also there. And then I saw her and then her, I guess, uh, husband slash boyfriend, Alonzo. It was a Mexican family. And then I was like, oh, yeah. that. Oh, by the way, they are that, that lady. And then I ran into them in the rest in this gas station and then the rest stop in the restroom. Just told them, hey, uh, yeah, that's the that's dude's phone that we were waiting. So you might want to just go say hi because uh, I, I wanted to tell them if the family stayed that like you guys were waiting with me, you know, helping out. So we, we had a nice conversation in the middle of the gas station out of nowhere in <laughs> Montana. And then uh, we laughed and we smiled and went out, went out about our ways. And I was like, wow, that was that was really good. That felt really 
I don't want to overplay it, but I'm like, wow, this is what the diverse society looks like in the middle of nowhere in Montana. And then I, I felt good, you know. <laughs> I just thought that afterwards, like, when I was, like, trying to experiment with, like, how to detect racism. But then I was like, god dang, man, these are just people, man. Like, they're not bad people. And then I show that I had, you know, good heart. And I'm, I'm not boasting about it. You know, I, I did it because I knew it was a pain in the ass to set up a phone again. What I was going to do if I couldn't call the guy back or the, if the phone was secured, uh, what I planned to do was stop by the next Verizon store because there was a Verizon phone. And then I'm telling him, hey, uh, I found this in a rest stop. You might want to return to the owner with the IMEI and the phone number on here. I don't know whose account it is, but you, want, you might want to give a heads up. So that was the next plan. But then again, it's Montana. I don't know how many Mon- like Verizon stores are there within like 100 mile range. So it's like, God dang, it's really hard. So, uh, yeah, I-, I wanted to leave this episode on a good note, you know, despite the, you know, bad whatever racial stuff that we're going through in the society today, especially the Portland stabbing, you know, the crazy guy stabbing three people who was defending the two women and one of them wearing a hijab. Um, so, you know. People aren't bad, but there are crazy ones out there. And then, uh, again, older people are the problems. <laughs> Continuing on from the topic last week. No, it's not at all. Not all old people are bad. I had good conversations with a lot of good old people on this road trip in the hotels and the bars and stuff. Hotel bars mostly. So it's pretty good. The world is not that bad. It just needs more education and, you know, one-on-one, face-to-face experience, I think. So, um I'm glad that I'm taking a road trip to do this instead of just flying over these states, ignoring these people. I think you should do it, too. I'm not saying you to go over and start moving into North Dakota or something or go to Standing Rock Reservation and just stand there. But, like, you know, if you have, you, you know, try to immerse yourself very, very in the same planet, you know, after all. I'm not even talking about the country. We're on the same fucking planet. If the alien comes, like the Independence Day, we gotta defend. We gotta defend ourselves together, right? So who the fuck gives a shit at this point about race and all that? But anyways, so oh god, I'm really, I'm really hungry now. And then um, I got about six hours of drive to do tomorrow, and then another six hours Thursday, and then I'm gonna be at my destination. So whew, let's see how it goes. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh. I I was I gotta say I was a little surprised by um, I didn't promote the last episode about Ovoir Seattle so I didn't expect a huge feedback on it but the avocado one is still picking up the number I I'm very surprised so thank you thank you for listening and then uh, please give me feedback whatever if you have a particular topic or a question you want to discuss I will definitely do that half an hour is more than good enough so uh, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast not iTunes anymore Apple Podcast Stitcher. Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, whatever your podcatcher is, whatever pod feed that you use. Uh, Twitter handle is what a show, all one word, what a show. And the email, if you still email, is a show at outlook.com. Again, email is a show at outlook.com. All right, this is the last show of May 2017. So next week is going to be the first show coming from Michigan. Uh, first show of June, you know, second half of the year kicks off. So let's see how it goes. Wish me luck. I hope I make it. 12 hours to go about i think 600 miles 800 miles something like that right we'll check out next week we'll check out next week i i'm really out of it now all right we'll check back next week bye bye